0: Welcome to Under the Tooth, the podcast which aims to bring dentistry right to your ear. From general dentistry, specialty training
1: and everything in between. My name's Ilias.
2: And my name's Asha.
1: And my name's Sari. Uh, today we're going to be talking about dental foundation training. So Ilias, where did you do your DFT? So um, I did it in, in a dental practice. I think most, most people did.
0: Um, it, was a, it was actually quite a large surgery. Um, it had like 11, 11 dental chairs in it. Um, which region was it in? It was in Norwich. Okay. Which was quite nice.
2: How many VTs did they have?
0: Uh, they actually had two VTs, which was quite unusual for a, a VT practice. Was
1: it quite a big practice?
0: It was quite a big practice, okay. yeah. So they um, had to the sort of... They were open from 8 to 8 every day, of Monday to Friday. Um, okay. So it meant there was quite a few of us, and we... Mm. Um, there there's two of us. There was actually three of us in the practice. VTs? VTs, but oh. some of them worked at other practices... Um, so oh, so you weren't, weren't always us, in one practice? Us th- yeah, not always in one practice. Okay. Um, and I had two educational supervisors. So oh, quite... as
2: in two VT trainers?
0: Yeah, two VT trainers. Oh. Were they
1: there all the time?
0: Um, yeah, there'd always be one of them there. Oh, okay. But then there's always a lot of other dentists in the practice that could help you. Um, so for those that don't know, foundation year is sort of the year that you do after graduating dental school. Um, and it's just a year of working in practice where um, you get to sort of hone your skills and 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 develop on what you've learned in 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 de- in dental schools But
2: I think a good thing about it is that the salary <clears throat> is capped, so yeah, like and the difference between that and an associate is that you're, you know, instead in self-employed.
0: So you did yours in Scotland.
2: I did mine in Scotland, so mine was called vocational training year. So yeah. again, it was the same thing. I had one trainer. Um, and we actually weren't <clears throat> part of the national recruitment process at that stage, so it was like the craziest um, interview process Are ever. Part of it now? Yeah, I think we've all merged now, so we were just Scottish recruitment, so it was literally just...
1: Oh, um, so all the practices in Scotland had their own kind of...
2: System, yeah, but when you're in England, you can still apply for the Scotland mm. ones, so I'm sure that's changed, but we always got, um, when we were in final year of dental school, like every year <clears throat> above us as well. mm got like, scared, so they would give you a lecture and say there's not enough jobs, there's too many students for the jobs that are available, so there's going to be people without the jobs, but it was literally scaremongering, because every year people did get mm. a job, at least.
1: Mm. Um, and did but, you have like, a central interview, like you would now? So
2: basically we had one day where you were told that all the practices' names are going to go up, and you everyone was logging oh, so. on that one day, and a list of all the practices, who didn't even know who was doing VT, and you had to rummage and quickly email all these practices and say that you're interested in a job.
1: So you wouldn't have an interview <clears> or <throat> such?
2: Well, some of them then decided that they would host open days. So like a bunch of potential VTs would go to these open days. And it was basically a day where you literally... Bombashing each other out the way to try and say how keen you were if you liked the practice and then some practices only held interviews they didn't do open days so you had to submit your cv mm. to as many practices as you wanted i think i went for about 30 interviews really? um wow. yeah you literally went to as many interviews as you could get you get emailed and
1: would that be say, all over scotland You'd yeah Apply all over
2: all over scotland or to the practices you wanted if you don't want to go to practice you didn't need to mm. apply to it and you're up against, like, your friends, like, they'd go in an interview before you, then you would be in after them, and then you rank number one to seven, so it was your preference being the first, inter- like, the one you mm-hmm. wanted the seventh, and then the practices ranked their candidates, and you got matched, um, and there was a lot of, kind of, conversations you got told that, you know, if a practice contacts you and says to you, you're my number one I'm going to put you number one you're not meant to trust it because actually some of the it was known that some people would put more than one mm. VT um in phone and tell them that
1: I suppose it's a good thing it's gone to national <coughs> recruitment
2: so yeah but I, I mean I got the practice I really wanted um but it was really far away it was like literally an hour mm. and a bit commute
1: wow. um
2: but you got to see the practices, so you kind of had a feeling of the ones you went to, and some of the interviews you went to, you know, you didn't feel like you fitted in. Mm. So it was quite good, because it was kind of local recruitment as Mm. well, which I like a local recruitment interview, because you're meeting the people. It's
0: definitely nice to see the practice before Mm. you end up going there for the whole year. And
2: you know that if you Um, got the job there, they wanted you.
0: Something I I only realised during foundation, when we applied to foundation, because I was all nationally recruited, um, was... You have left-handed surgeries. so some of my friends who were left-handed, were trying to find surgeries were that were left-handed. Otherwise, they'd have to use a right-handed surgery. Mm. Just like.
2: Are you guys right-handed?
0: I'm
1: right-handed.
2: Yeah. We're all right-handed.
1: Yeah. Did you? So did you do your VT close to home then?
2: No, I did it like an hour and a bit drive away from where I was living.
1: Oh okay. So it was you a. Commute daily.
2: Yeah. I commuted daily every single day there and back. But I quite like a little commute, a little reflection. Mm. You can listen to some music, or now you can listen to some podcasts. <laughs> 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 what about you? Where did you do yours?
1: So, I'm a little bit different, because I'm a foreign graduate. So, I did what's called VTE, or vocational training through equivalence. So, um, I actually did mine in Scotland. But in Scotland, you work as what's called an assistant dentist. And so it's similar to being an associate. um, But then it's depending on the practice that you find. Um, They either pay you a salary or they pay you like an associate. Um, But you would accumulate over whatever period, um, usually 12 months. Um, you'd accumulate kind of uh, the cases that you do, you'd keep a logbook um, and then at the end of that six months or twelve months, you'd apply um, to the local health board um, and say if they'd equate your training or the time that you spent as that of what a VT uh, would have gone through.
2: So did you get like study days as well? Did you get involved in So ours
1: is different, no. uh, You get no study days, part of it. Uh, It depends on what your practice is like because it's very just local Um, you would not you'd just work as as an associate whether you got a contract with them for four days, five days sometimes, very rarely three days um, but you just work as an associate. That's uh, interesting. It's quite, it's quite different. Is it so UK? that's the
2: pathway for people that are not UK graduates <laughs> yes. to be able to obtain a VT number VT in number. Scotland, list number it's called, I think, yeah, or in England number. it's a performer number. Performer
1: number. So you would get that number. Once you get that number... So in Scotland there's a two-tier system of the list numbers. Um, one is the ones you can practice independently and two is the assistant dentist that work under another number from somebody who is uh, on that first list.
2: And that's after uh, six months you would get that?
1: Well, it depends on how much work you've done. And if you could show evidence that the work that you've done over that period is equivalent to that of a VT. But it's usually it's usually a minimum of 12 months.
2: That's really interesting wow. as to why a non-UK graduate isn't able to apply for the vocational training or dental foundation training <coughs> pathway
1: so this for me I remember specifically is because when you apply you have to have less than six months working experience
0: yeah I think I think you can apply you because can somebody apply my scheme that hadn't graduated from the UK
2: hadn't but, <laughs> but you have to have less than six months you have
0: to have less than
1: six months working experience Is in um,
2: altogether six months working experience or you, just the UK
1: I think UK I'm not entirely sure these things always change
0: anyway
2: so yeah. it's probably always
1: best to, to look
0: on to check um, them. the Copton website <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's a good website. down that has all, <clears throat> all the information about the dates and everything um, for all the different uh, pathways. Also, so for us, Elias, you did identification training in England and I did vocational training in Scotland, which yeah. is really the equivalent. I'm just a few years before you. Yeah. Um, so we had the opportunity to like study days, which I think was a really good networking yeah, was, opportunity yeah, really with good. other VTs because I think you go from uni as a student. And you're used to like socializing with people that are in the same level as you and yeah. then you go straight into practice where people are often a lot more experienced.
0: And so, some people are in one surgery practices. So imagine just you and your trainer all like all day, five five days a week, four days a week essentially. That fifth day just gives you a day where you can meet up with everyone else. Exchange experiences. Was that on a uh, weekly basis? Your study days? So you had one... Ours was every Friday. So every Friday we had a study day. And I think you had 30-something study days in the year. In
2: the year. Yeah, so Um, we had on... my Ours was, like, different depending on the scheme you were in, but mine was a Friday as well. Yeah. And we would go to the... For us, it was a dental hospital. Mm. Um, But there would be people that didn't go from, like, your uni, because it's all over Scotland, so it depends what scheme or where you got the job. So Mm. it was, like, areas... Or regions, I suppose. Um, But it was really good networking opportunity and meeting people that, one, you haven't met before as well, different levels, and also to, you know, discuss, I think, if you had, like,
1: issues
2: or, like, cases you want to discuss. So, I mean, we had a topic for each of our study days of, like, uh, what it would... So we had one on, like, indemnity, one on, like, composite restorations, one on paediatrics. We did sedation as well. So we had, like, a variety.
0: That's really interesting. Good
2: to, like, reinforce your knowledge.
0: Yeah, the study days, they were decent because you could meet up with everyone else and exchange stuff. Even if the topic wasn't great on that day, you'd at least get to meet up with everyone. Um, It's sort of a forced meet-up, and everyone can exchange.
1: I suppose um, it's a nice kind of... um transition from uni because I think Mm, at uni you're probably used to seeing people your level on a daily basis and then if you're thrown straight into kind of practice life where you're completely segregated from them that's probably a nice little mix so that you Mm. at least see them there yeah I think
2: your first year out as well can be quite it's it is a big change as well because you're kind of independently working although you've got your trainer and you've got support from other associates mine was really good I had Other associates in the practice were able to, you know, be available and everyone had their own niche. One person was really restorative, one was um, very much oral surgery. So there was like different areas. So you had that, but it was nice, social.
1: Did you only have one of you?
2: And I just had one VT trainer yeah I was the first VT in my practice actually and then they ended up doing multiple after me so maybe I did something right <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was a really good uh, social uh, opportunity to go back with your peers a bit so I still felt like I was slightly in uni mm. a wee bit but you were working now um, and I thought it was a really good like opportunity mm. so did you enjoy your VT year?
0: Yeah, it's it's great. Or your DFT year. DFT, yeah, we a foundation year for us here in the here in England. England, England. <laughs> um, yeah, you you get to practice everything that you learn at university, and like you were saying, sorry, slowly develop into becoming mm. a full time dentist, and working your five days a week. Essentially, we had that one day off. We do four days essentially for the whole year. We did a one day off where. You'd it's an, you'd be going off doing some studying on your study day, um, and it eased you into working yeah. full time, and you could slowly at the beginning of the year maybe you'd only see a few patients in a day, and towards the end of the year you'd start seeing more patients, mm. uh, and and it's a transition period, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think the materials you're not paying for the materials you're not paying for, so you could, ex- you could sort of. Um, test different things you could try different things see what works um you could get guidance from your supervisors um it, it, was, it was definitely
2: i think it was always it was good as well because you learned to work with your nurse so you tend to that's probably the first time you've got or you would i mean i we rotated sometimes yeah. we would get um you know a mix of them coming in if one was off or whatever but i am um, my nurse was actually uh it was. She was just out her training, so she was new as well and new to the practice. So it was really nice because we started it together.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's the
2: first time you had that experience of, you know, um, both of you being in the four walls mm-hmm. at the same time and you realise how important it was to have your nurse working with you and how mm-hmm. much you need them to like do your teamwork job. Teamwork is important. Yeah, it is. And I think, because in dental school, you, yeah, you get multiple nurses or you can nurse, for each, you can nurse for each other and assist so, and... Yeah. Yeah, so that's, it shows the importance of, like, good working relationship between you what and was, nurse.
1: What was the biggest thing you guys took out of your DFT years?
2: I was completely, like, pushed out of my comfort zone, I think. Um, I was really lucky because I didn't have the pressure. Obviously, we were salaried, so I didn't have the pressure of um, stressing about, you know earning money for the practice and my practice were very good you know we went over my schedules afterwards of like what what I was doing but they never pushed me so it was a very relaxed environment but I think that I learned really developed my people skills I think mm. within a practice because it's a completely different environment from dental hospital where you've got lots of peers and lots of staff members so you had to like you know learn how to interact with associates, you to learn how to interact with all the nursing, the managing staff, um, the patients. I thought that was quite challenging. You know, you look quite young, and you're coming into practice, and they know you're a new young dentist, and mm-hmm. it all it gives a, st- a stigma is a bit attached to it.
1: Yeah, a bit like um, building trust and
2: yeah, and becoming like confident in the fact that you're graduated and you've you've passed all your exams and you mm-hmm. are now a dentist, and it's just you know enjoying
0: it. What about how, about, you? how about you sorry?
1: Um, I'd say mine year was probably quite challenging. Um, so obviously, like I said, we didn't really get uh, study days. Um, you're pretty much treated as an associate uh, and probably people expect you to just uh, kind of get on with the job. A little bit of help initially just to kind of get you to settle settle in, get to know the system. Um, but I definitely feel it, it's not as structured as what it is, as what it sounds that your system was. Um, so initially, I would say I really struggled. Did uh, you have
2: an educational supervisor? So I had
1: a so I had a supervisor um, who was uh, the principal dentist working in uh, his surgery, and I had my surgery. Um, and you'd go and you discuss cases in between or at lunch times or at the end of the day and that kind of thing and you'd have like a regular regular ish meeting uh, Fridays just to go over things and after work um, but I found it quite intense um, five days a week nine to six um, for those five days and how many initially you... it's quite difficult
2: how many um, months of uh, practice in dentistry, so you graduated how many months? So that was how the thing,
1: I, I had no experience in practice, practice. whatsoever uh, So it was a quite a big jump um, for you So it was a very big jump because I'd graduated um, and did the DCT jobs before um, so I did my DCT1, DCT2 uh, and then I was working
2: and that yeah. was trust grade DCT um, 1 and 2, that wasn't through national recruitment, so right? So that
1: was, yeah, through local recruitment. So going back to doing that uh, in general practice is, is, was quite difficult. Um, obviously, when you're a farm graduate, most of the time you need to do the conversion exam. That probably helped me the most because it kind of gives you a structure um, with regards to dealing with patients and examination or whatever and how the NHS system works uh, and also about... Getting your hand in a little bit because when you're when you work in maxvacs or oral surgery, you're not using your con skills. You're not using a handpiece. Um, so do you think you... it would
2: have been quite helpful for being doing VTE? That okay, if you've had a certain amount of months' experience in practice, working for example as a private dentist or working in where you came from Sudan, right? Um, so then, okay, you've had a certain amount of experience in practice, but you'd actually never worked in a practice setting. So I'd setting. never
1: worked in a practice setting. So, so it was really, that, that was the difficult part for me. Uh, my patient kind of communication and uh, everything like that was fine. And diagnosis and treatment planning was absolutely fine because of the, uh, because of the oral exam. But that treatment um, initially was really quite difficult. Um, because it spent such a long time doing hospital uh, posts. Doing hospital basically, post.
2: that's really interesting. I didn't actually know any of that at all. I thought that VTE was just the equivalent name of VT, and you actually got access to everything like we did.
1: Also, no, no, we don't got get access to any of that. Tutorials as well. Difficult. Did you get any yeah. yeah. of So
2: we got. No. I got a tutorial half day a week with my trainer. Um, my study days weren't every single week, but the tutorial was definitely every week. Half a day, no, sorry, a couple of hours yeah. in the afternoon, sometimes half a day, and you literally would have structured topics and discuss cases. So ours, and ours was,
0: yeah, just like you said, a lot more structured. Yeah, um, we had to do tutorials every single week, so we had a so ours was Monday afternoon. We used to sit down together for like an hour or two and just
1: discuss things, cases. Um, or have a little tutorial on yeah. the topic. I mean, yeah, I would have loved that, but it was it was really just off your own back. Um, mm. I mean, your your, your supervisor would, would say, let's have a meeting uh, whenever, um, and you would, and you'd go over things, if there's anything you wanted to discuss, any treatment plans you weren't 100% sure about. Um, but no actual timetabled uh, allocated slot for you to to do this or do that. I mean, that's just probably the practice that I worked in, and that was the system there um, for VTEs. They are obviously different for the whole country and different practices do VT in a different way. Um, so the
2: VTE, were you able to apply for like, jobs throughout the whole of the UK?
1: So at that point, um, getting a VT in England was a little bit trickier. Um, there was quite a lot of loopholes that you had to go through with regards to finding a practice. Um, you had to get the practice approved, um, the trainer approved. For VTE. For VTE.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, and they had to submit applications, and there was just a lot of paperwork involved. Um, Scotland, contrary to that, it? Scotland was a lot easier because you could be, uh, as long as you had a GDC number, you could be an assistant dentist. And through that, you're working, working as an assistant d- d- dentist, you're working under um, somebody's number. Uh, and then you could, over that year, accumulate enough experience, and then you would up, send that. Yeah, you'd send that to the, to the health board. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it was quite tricky because you had to be really organized, um, keep a log of all the things you've done, make sure you did your own reflections, make sure you did your own case based discussions make sure you called your trainer in so they could do um
2: sle's, SLEs and okay like so you still did you. some like assessment type yeah, was, thing. I, what what as well, yeah. I, th-
1: I kind of I was kind of helped because I'd done DCT years and I knew what, what you would
2: there. need yeah. for a
1: portfolio oh so
2: did you just make your own portfolio
1: so you literally make your own portfolio from scratch Um,
2: so you didn't have so your reflections you literally wrote in a word document so yeah
1: I used the same format that I used to have in um, DCT so you'd write what (laughs) I think all of us feel
0: very happy about (laughs) I'm just
2: so shocked that I didn't know that that I knew that it was different but I didn't know that you didn't Mm. have like a structure or a template because we used in Scotland it'll be the equivalent now is True RAS but I used something it was like um, Portal I think it was so it was very similar it was just a different software programme um, but it had it structured out for you know you fill in the boxes for your reflection you fill in so it was very well supported and you had to follow a certain amount of deadlines per like month or, or per deadline yeah, day. Yeah, that
1: was the issue for it. Like you had to be so organized because um, obviously if you you don't do anything for the first few months you're gonna forget everything that you did for the first few months. Yes,
2: yeah, so you need uh, to keep track so of it. you need to
1: keep track of things. But I tried to be as organized as possible um, and made like a timetable of like, at the end of every month. I would make sure that I just wrote a case, just not even have to write it in full, but just write the case and the case kind of detail. So I would remember when I come back to do that for either a uh, case based discussion or a reflection. Um,
2: and I understand maybe that process for a VTE for somebody that, you know, has done several years in practice and then they've came to the UK and they're looking to get a performer number or a list number i do get that because you can't oversubscribe, subscribe there's not enough places for vt um and there'll be a lot of students coming out but for somebody like yourself that's not actually worked in practice your experience being hospital i think that's i didn't realize that you didn't have that support yeah, or that yeah. option it was to really go down the route.
1: actually yeah like when i think about it i i'm quite proud of how, I've, how i got through it because yeah, it was really really challenging first couple of months i was I was quite close to quitting oh my on several occasions, um, but having a target and knowing where you wanted to get to um, kind of just pushed you for it, really.
2: Well, I'm glad that you stuck organized. in it and you persevered with it, and it probably made you more organised now in
1: I your different career yeah, pathways I think as well. with organisational skills. So
2: you didn't then do a case presentation at the end or anything like that?
1: As um, in, like,
2: assessment or anything. As in,
1: at the, the end of VT? Yeah, you didn't. Oh not no, no. no. So, basically, you had to, kind of, as well as your logbook, you had all your CPD certificates. Um, CPD
2: certificates, as in, provided to you, or? So,
1: you had to go out and do all your um, own CPD. Make and you sure pay you, for it
2: by yourself. you pay yeah.
1: for it by yourself. Whereas
2: we, my study days were included as my CPD. Were they included for yes, me, it's the
0: same for us, that we had a lot. Thirty odd study days, which we
2: that was covered was within your VT. Or so we get, did.
0: Would
1: you get certificates and everything? Yeah, before? so
2: we got certificates with CPD. So it would be like the how many hours you did, um, and that would cover you for your first year in, well, for a VT or DF. Yeah. And I think that I don't know if you guys had it as well. Yes, but we had a case presentation at the end, so, yeah, so we, we had, had to pick a case during the year.
0: Present a case, and
1: then we also had to present an audit.
2: Yeah, that's the same as us, so we right. had to do an oh, yeah, audit had, in the practice. Had, you
1: had to do an audit as well, yeah. part of the thing, uh, part of the whole portfolio. And the uh, test of knowledge was also part of it.
2: Oh, yeah, we did the test of the knowledge test as of well. What? Oh, that's a Scotland thing, oh, I
0: think. A thing. That sounds like the black cab thing.
1: <laughs> you know how they have have the knowledge exam. Oh, yeah. It's about, um, it's just about the, so... NHS
2: system, right? The NHS system. In Scotland.
1: And the SDR. What's the SDR? What does it stand for?
2: So that's the, basically it's like the Scottish Bible, because it's um, fee per item in Scotland. So it's basically what you can claim for per treatment. Um, And there's a whole list of it, and it's like how you can complain. For example, you know, you can't do a composite Mm. filling on a molar tooth on the occlusal surface yeah. on the NHS. So, like, it tells you what you can and can't do. And it's very similar to rules and regs uh-huh. um, and BSA. Um, what Yeah, band one, two, three. the information yeah. of, like, what you can claim under each one for... Mm. I mean, me coming from VT in Scotland, I had a list number, but I still had to go when I came down to England. I had to go for the rules and regulations course. yeah before I was able to apply for or before. to be able well, to achieve was, a performer number even though I had a list number and done VT in Scotland
0: so we just did the rules and regs as part of our foundation training that was your stu- so was, part, was, part, was part of your study, part study, study
2: day, day so. yeah so just, I mean which I suppose for me I, at first I was like why do I need to do this but it is a very different system which yeah, you, no, you'll know as well I'm coming from Scotland it's,
1: it's, it's, it's probably a good idea it's definitely yeah. worthwhile because they are two different systems
2: yeah so I think that's so what was your f- best favourite thing that you f- what got what did you out
1: learn of? the most from doing that DFT year hmm.
0: foundation year I don't know um, I think I agree with you guys like working in the team the, you, you learn about practice because honestly our experience from university we did very little out in practice we had maybe a Six weeks stent where we were going once or twice a week, um, into into practice. The rest of it was all done in the dental hospital. So
2: oh, you so you got the opportunity as a dental student to go into practice. Yeah, yeah
0: so you actually got. Yeah, oh, really, I've, yeah.
2: I've never done I never did that our, in my. BDS. So everyone's
0: like experience is ever slightly different. Ours was completely hospital based, except in fifth year. I think we did six weeks of one week, one day a week, or one or two days a week in practice. I know other universities spend a lot of their time out in practice. Outreach. Yeah, outreach. I think that's right. Really oh, good okay. Idea. Is it outreach Working or
2: was it in a dental practice? In a
0: dental practice.
2: Oh, okay. No, um, we did out outreach, but it was like a community setting.
0: We did community as well, but w- w- some universities do base practice. a lot of theirs on practice.
2: I think um, it was really important.
0: Which and w- and you see their graduates when they come to foundation year, they they're more aware and they're.
2: They the know how
0: practice works. Yeah. But us, we'd never used the software before, so like R four or um so, uh, or Soul, I think it's old software for excellence. Um We're learning. All it, it was, it was eye opening gear, because obviously we've never, I've never experienced any of that before. Mm. I think um, that
2: as a good tip would be for somebody that knows where they're going in terms of their VT or uh, foundation training year foundation training and VT their practice is going to be open and working like all the time, that they should go in a couple of weeks early during summer to just, you know, for a couple of days, um, to see what the software does and make sure they've got all their logins and everything because it just makes things run a lot more smoothly. You get an induction but it just it takes time to understand the computer system. Um, and yeah, I think that one of my good things that I learned as well is like the referral pathway. So um, being able to know exactly where to refer into when mm. something was uh, either out with competence or um, unable to be dealt with in practice. So well. yeah, kids, yeah, yeah, you know, learning to do a referral letter for um, something where you, you suspect something is maybe urgent or a lesion that you aren't going to be treating in practice or a pediatric patient who needs general anesthetic for extractions. Or um, a really complex um, endo where they want to be referred to a specialist for the second treatment. or So uh, that's something you don't do in dental hospital because you don't really, um, as a dental student, refer it out with. It's normally the stuff gets seen yeah, there.
0: Seen in the hospital. Yeah. So it was
2: learning how to write the referral letter and keeping tab of it, making sure that you've written the referral letter and sent it off and you're kind of chasing that up
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: yeah. for these patients. Those
0: are the practicalities of working in practice. practice?
2: And it starts to come to, t- you start to like fit all the puzzles together of what you learned in dental school. Because I remember one of the exam questions, was it fifth year or fourth year? It was write a referral letter for this patient, mm. this is a situation.
1: Actually applying and you're, to a real And you patient. have to
2: learn that for the exam and like do that. But actually it's not about learning it, it's about understanding it, how you do it now. One how it, how
1: to do it works. Yeah.
2: yeah, so it's understanding, okay, we learned that in dental school for a reason, now we can do it. So yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I had a great year. I thought it was a really good learning curve. But definitely. what I do think is quite funny. Out of the three of us, only one of us actually works in practice. Then is that right? Because you don't, yeah. I don't.
1: Yeah, I do. Part-time. And you
2: work part time in practice. So,
1: yeah.
2: um, yeah. I do think
1: it's been. It's, it's it was definitely uh, a challenging year for me, uh, and I think it's taught me a lot, and it's definitely taught me time management skills and dealing with issues and
2: um... yeah and patience on a different wavelength because you're no longer a student you're now graduated and you're a dentist I think it's a really good, but it is, you get what you put out of it I think if you you know Get yourself involved, you know, if your patient cancels and stuff like that. I used to go and sit and assist with other associates um, and learn what they were doing instead of just sitting in my surgery doing nothing and chatting away mm. um, or going for a coffee. I would literally go and learn from them because we had a really good, there will be really good talents and practices sometimes. And we had a really good restorative dentist, um, we had somebody that was really good. Or, uh, my actual principal wasn't my BT trainer, but he was doing implants and stuff. So actually, I came in on like a Saturday. Um, and helped her a couple of times. So it's actually using that talent because you might not get that again. Um, so if you're in like a kind of multi-speciality practice, it's really good to do that. And yeah,
1: definitely make use of it.
2: I think a really big tip as well is what I did is I went on the front desk and did, yeah. did the reception job so, for half a day and it taught me how difficult it is to be the receptionist of a practice answering the telephone definitely. speaking to the patients dealing with like local kind of um queries or like concerns or, or if people are running late and makes you appreciate
0: it <laughs> one of my friends um when she started in dental practice and drew foundation here the trainer said you have to do I think it's a certain number of days on reception really and she was like it was very eye opening that's to such see a the good idea. idea it, it is, is such a good idea to see the way that they treat you on reception yeah and then the way that they treat you in practice
2: definitely and I think as well in um, a decontamination room I had to go for half a day and do the instruments mm. and again that's really important because you're nurses and when you stress out and you're like oh there's no instruments and what are they doing in that room they're actually like loading it up and you have mm. to load the decontamination Uh, machines in a specific way so it's good to know what people do back of house front of house and really important actually the attitudes of patients as well change from reception to when they come into the surgery because you're the dentist or the doctor like um and they know that you're going to be treating but sometimes reception yeah they've got a difficult job
0: um
1: sometimes make sure you appreciate them
2: yeah, good. Make sure you appreciate your team. <laughs>
0: Everyone's homework is to go to your receptionist on Monday.
2: And also I think it was really good as, was the feedback. I like, you know, you give out the kind of feedback sheets. That was part of what we had to, I don't know if you, uh, Elias, multi-source feedback. So from colleagues and staff and also from patients and you had to get the patient surveys. It's normally a template you get. That was good because you get to see what your patients, you know, like and don't like.
1: Yeah, we did that as well. Did you do that as well, sorry? Uh, Yes, I did that. Was
2: that off your own back, sorry? That
1: was also off my own back, yes.
2: Well, I hope that that's been informative for you and you've learned a bit about what we did in our vocational training years or DF years. So I hope that you've enjoyed our uh, podcast today somebody had actually emailed on that topic to ask us to talk about uh, our foundation training years so we hope that helps that you got a little bit more information. So we had another question specifically about this topic and and it was what to do if you're having problems in your VT year so we're going to answer that now. So what would you advise sorry, if somebody's having problems in their VT year?
1: I think the fact that if you are in a kind of a multi-surgery practice, you can um, speak to your associates, ask their advice, um, obviously speak to your VT trainer uh, if you're having any trouble, um, or your educational supervisor, or contact the the deanery, Um, there's always people there that will help you and assist you.
2: Yeah, I think that's true. I think, Elias, what would you say? I mean, I would say that if you were having any troubles, like personal or work-related, you talk to your like, friends and yeah, peers about it. Yeah, you would
0: talk to peers first. Yeah,
2: and see, I mean, if it's something to do with your trainer or the work you're doing, or you feel like you can't speak to your trainer, then you would speak to, you know, above that educational supervisor and deanery. But even, like, your colleagues within the practice as well, sometimes, you know, if you've got a problem with a patient or um a problem with um something you're not quite understanding, then I think, you know... Even
1: your fellow uh, VT colleagues, because it, it might seem that you are the only one that's struggling, but it, you could speak to them and see whether they're going through the same things.
2: And I think the worst thing would be to, like, sit on it. If you've got a problem or a worry, yeah. then you need to talk to somebody about it, so make sure you do um do that.
1: Yeah, that, that can
0: be something that's quite... Um bad indentry, the fact that we're in a room on, on you can feel alone sometimes um so yeah make sure you call out for help when you need help
2: yeah calling out yeah so if it's to do with a the procedure then you would obviously speak to your trainer yeah. another associate I think other associates are great they're like stars within a practice because most of them have the same experience or you know more or less a little bit but than the trainer so they can actually like help you out yeah, definitely. um even speaking to your nurse as well if it's something like you know if you're mm. having a little kind of you find it a little bit challenging but i think that's why you have like the study sessions and that's what actually for you sorry um you might not have had as much support with that because if you were having a bit of trouble with something so maybe you know for VTE um is to make sure that you do have yeah, that support I would network
1: you, yeah VTEs um in Scotland I'd say you could contact the um the individual health board um and for here probably definitely the deanery um because although they're not directly involved in your training um they are aware of that training going on yeah because so it's national be
2: recruitment isn't it in foundation for, training for, for foundation, England yeah, yeah. So, so, so you yeah. have
0: a education in your practice and you also have a training program director um and then i think there's a postgraduate dean above that as well so you could there's always lots of people that you can talk to
2: Yep. so don't sit on it so um we hope that's helped so thanks for listening to our podcast today and we hope you join us on the next one Bye. bye